Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Grow As You Go podcast. This is your host, Michaela Deal. Long time no talk. I'm sorry to take a little bit of a hiatus, but it was needed. It was so incredibly needed that I didn't even realize it was needed at the time. And we're going to break all of that down in this episode. So this episode is going to be all about knowing when to take a break and also the importance of just knowing when to slow down. Because I think without even realizing it, I think we can be going at such a fast pace, if not actually like in our everyday lives, in our minds, and we don't even notice it unless we actually give ourselves a second to slow down. So I'm going to be sharing a medical emergency situation that happened to me this past month in July and everything about it a little bit just so you guys can kind of understand just how important it is to take a break because I always believed this but this kind of gave it a new type of significance in my life where I am extra kind to myself I am extra cautious extra compassionate and really just trying to ease myself gently back into my everyday life and the things that I was doing because to be quite honest with you, I got the shit scared out of me. Like literally just scared shitless is how I felt. So we're going to be talking about that and also like how it felt going on a trip after something like that happened and just knowing how to get kind of back in touch with yourself and just why it is so important to slow down. So let's get into it. But I will tell you for some reason, things have just felt harder for me recently, not even recently, just kind of in general for a while. And I'm trying to find a way to kind of romanticize all the little things in my life, even down to recording this podcast and trying to get put on like a consistent schedule with like filming the podcast and actually recording the podcast and everything, because currently everything in my life is so up in the air. And I think the most important thing and the most important way that you can ease your anxiety, your mind, and also just gain more trust in yourself from like literally the innermost depths of your being of yourself is by actually setting a routine and sticking to it and keeping those promises to yourself. So I think that's one thing I'm really trying to do in the meantime and kind of figure out and just everything in my life, honestly, there's so many things that are just so inconsistent. And I think that really has such an effect on me and my mental health at the moment. And I never really realized it until all the things that were extremely consistent in my life started to get extremely inconsistent. And obviously that would be a reaction that you would expect. But for me, I think because this has been so drawn out over like a couple years, I think it's just kind of caught up to me in like a way where I wasn't even noticing really. Like I was just kind of like blaming everything on anxiety that I was feeling or like that I have anxiety and it's like, okay, sure. But like you didn't always struggle with this the way that you do. And obviously me in general, I am like in therapy, I am working on myself. I have things that I'm healing through literally from my childhood and just everybody has those things. It's just whether or not people want to actually open those up. It's, it takes a really brave person to do that, to be honest. And I was just talking to my friend Shelby about this the other day, not to go on a little tangent here, but I feel like this is important to the podcast, but I was with her yesterday and we went to go get dinner. And on the way I was like, it's cause we were talking about therapy cause I had therapy yesterday and like how it went and she's also in therapy, whatever. But so, um, I was like, you know, it's just kind of unfair because like I was talking to my therapist and she was like, a lot of what you're going through and like the things that like you deal with in your everyday life is from your childhood. And I'm not trying to get emotional while I say this, but like, it really is something that affects me so much. Again, sorry, I'm not trying to get emotional. Like I really am not. It's just one of those things recently where I'm noticing how much has been hidden within myself. And I think that that's something that maybe a lot of people can relate to. But at the end of the day, these are my real feelings, my real experiences. And I'm just being so raw and authentic with you guys on what is currently going on with my life so that you guys can understand a little bit more and also feel less alone because I think it's important to understand that like everyone goes through things like this and whether or not everyone can relate to me, I'm sure there's people who are like thriving in their life right now and they aren't dealing with the things that I'm dealing with. And I love that for you. But if you are somebody who's currently trying to figure your life out a little bit and you've been going through some stuff, I just want to share all of this so that you know how bad it can affect you if you continue to kind of turn a blind eye to it or make excuses for it or dissociate from it, whatever it may be. And me recording this podcast is honestly extremely therapeutic for me because it is allowing me to sit down and just share my feelings, my thoughts, my emotions about things that are happening in my everyday life. So I apologize for ever getting emotional. I know none of you actually care, but 
obviously it just shows you guys how much this means to me and how much everything actually affects me. You know what I mean? So I wouldn't be human otherwise. But my whole point of that tangent was to share that it's really messed up that a lot of the things that we could be dealing with in our everyday lives as adults, honestly, it seems so confusing and we have no clue why we're dealing with them because they're things that we don't even have memories of depending on, you know what I mean? I don't know. Everyone I feel like probably has a situation like this, whether you had a great childhood or one that was maybe not so great or whatever, there's memories that our mind associates from and we tuck them away to move on from them because they're so painful, you know? And that's something that I've learned in therapy, but it's so true. Something happens to you, it's so painful that your mind cannot even bear to disso- or to associate with it, so it dissociates and it does that to protect you. Because without that, it would be too painful for you, especially at whatever age you felt that thing or whatever age you you went through that situation, whatever it was, whatever happened, basically. But my point is it sucks and it's not fair. And I was talking to Shelby about it and I was like, it's just so messed up because it's almost like we're getting punished for wanting to heal from these things that we've been through. And it would the easiest thing in the world is to just go about your everyday life and dissociate. Because I think I've been dissociating for like, at least 23 years of my life, at least probably like 24. I think I've became way more self-aware and I've been like wanting to work on myself and like kind of get to the root of the issues that I was noticing in my life because they were always there. But by stopping certain things, such as drinking all the time or just being in an environment that I felt super comfortable in all the time, it took away that blanket of safety and it exposed every single thing once I moved to a new state and had to make new friends and had to realize that I'm working a job that I genuinely don't really want to be doing, but I have a degree for it. And I love that. I'm so grateful. I'm so grateful that I've done that. But I think it just causes you to get a little bit real with yourself. And you're like, wow, do I really actually want to be doing any of these things? Do I like who I am? Why am I dealing with this anxiety? Why am I dealing with these emotions that are like affecting my everyday life and just causing me to not want to thrive and actually push myself out of my comfort zone? Where is this all coming from? And so that's kind of my whole journey that I've been on for a minute since I moved to Texas, which has been since 2020. But even before that, I knew I struggled with anxiety. I knew I like dealt with things, but I never realized how freaking badly I did until all those things that were able to soothe me, whether it be being in the same state as my best friend and being able to see my friends, you know what I mean? Sometimes and being able to kind of, I feel like I always was kind of holding back a little bit, to be honest, not always, but a little bit. I think like there's certain things that you deal with where I think it causes you to play it safe. So for me, my anxiety, I think has caused me to really play it safe, even in relationships even in, and when I say that, I mean like friendships, like I could be doing so much more. I could be putting myself out there so much more. I could be forming new connections, all these things, but your anxiety really wants to hold you back and it's not to sabotage you. It's genuinely to protect you because that was what it was used to doing for years for whatever reason it may, um, relate to your life. But for me, it was, I think, just a lot of stuff that happened when I was younger. So my whole point of this little spiel, I wasn't trying to talk about this for as long as I was, but I feel like someone probably needed to hear this because this is all just me talking off the top of my head. I have no notes for this episode. I just wanted to sit down, catch up with you guys and just share my thoughts about how things have been for me, what I've been going through and just hope that someone, this like touches someone and like you maybe feel a little sense of relief from this because I know when I hear people that I watch on the internet or even friends or whatever, if I'm ever talking to someone and I share something and they can relate, it's instantly relief. It just feels so good to know you're not alone. And this makes me so emotional again. Sorry, just because I know what it's like to feel alone, even if you're not like I have so many amazing people in my life. I have amazing friends. I've literally um, I do have amazing people in my family that just want to support me and be there for me. And I just, I'm so lucky and I'm so blessed. And so I just want you to know, just because you have a great support system doesn't mean that you can't feel alone at times. So make that clear. Okay. Because anyone ever listening to this, anyone, whether you feel, I know a lot of people sometimes feel like I have it pretty good. Like I have no reason to actually be upset. No, not true. You could be the richest person in the world. You have every reason to be upset if there's something going on internally with you. So um, I just want to make that very clear. 
So my whole point is it doesn't matter what it looks like on the outside from people. Sometimes the things that you're dealing with can really get in your way and hold you back from even opening up to those people about like the things that you're going through for whatever reason, whether you're ashamed, whether you don't want to seem like something's wrong, whether you want to seem like you have it all together, whatever it may be. I know what it's like, but I'm here to tell you, stop doing that shit. Okay. Because it is genuinely not helping you, whether you think it might be helping you in that moment or not. Those people want to know what's going on with you. They care about you and they only want what's best for you. And always sharing and connecting with the people in your life about whatever it is that you're going through. It only helps to make me feel more connected to myself, remind me that like what's going on in my head or what's going on with me, the things that I'm dealing with in my life that seems so stressful, they help carry the weight of some of that. And not in a way where it's like toxic, but in a way where it's like, I'm not alone in this. And like, I'm going to make it through this, whether you're stressed about a million different things, whatever it may be. I just want this to be made very clear that talk to the people in your life, please just talk to them. Because I think me recently going through all of these things, I didn't want to share any of this with anyone in my life because I didn't even realize what I was going through, but I knew I was going through stuff and I would share a little bit about it, but I didn't want to share it to the extent because I didn't want to be a burden to those people. And I know that if anything, that was just hindering those relationships and no one can read your mind ever. You know what I mean? Not in a romantic situation, not in a friendship. No one knows unless you talk to them and no one should have to know unless you talk to them. Obviously friends check on you or whatever. And sometimes it's harder to catch up, but make the time. And if you are going through something, I'm here to tell you, please talk to people in your life. Okay. Okay. I didn't mean for that to be super dramatic, but honestly, this is just how I felt recently. This has just been such a thing for me where I've just been going through all of this, all the emotions and the stuff I've been going through. I'm not trying to invalidate any of it, but like, I'm okay. I'm okay. It's just my own stuff I've been dealing with. So basically we'll get into the nitty gritty of it all, but pretty much the way that I normally will be, the way I will normally work out, um, and all those things, my schedule's pretty busy and I, realized recently I was stressed about finances. I'm just going to be honest. I was stressed about finances. I was stressed about a couple things, mainly because my current job that I have been working in, that is my nine to five, that job is not something that I work all the time anymore. And I was working it, but I honestly do not like working that job. It does affect my mental health negatively. I've known since I started working that job pretty much that it just isn't something that really does serve me. And it doesn't feel like what I'm meant to be doing. I feel like you wouldn't feel that way about a job that you're meant to be working. I wouldn't feel like that every day. It wouldn't be that hard for me to get myself there, you know? So that's not to say that I'm not extremely grateful for my career. And I love, I do love dental hygiene. I really do. But it's just not something that I want to do every day in that current setting. And it's just a really toxic work environment to work in a dental office, to be honest. And um, anyone who does want to work in dental hygiene or whatever, and you're like maybe a student listening to this, don't let anything that I'm saying scare you because a lot of the stuff that I'm sharing is so tailored to my own personal life, my own personal anxieties, my own personal passions. And I have so many other aspirations outside of my nine to five. And that is why I feel the way that I do. So could I work my nine to five for the rest of my life? Absolutely. It's a good work schedule. You make good money, all those things. But for me, I just felt like a huge chunk of me was being unfulfilled. Like I'm not fulfilled to the way that I should be with the job that I'm going to be working every single day. And for me, that is a problem for a lot of people. That might be something that they can just turn their freaking like head to turn a blind eye to and keep doing. But I don't know for me, I think happiness and just like ultimate fulfillment in life is everything. And if you don't feel fulfilled and you don't feel connected to yourself, I really don't think you have much of a life. And that's just my own personal opinion. But so that's kind of where I've been with my job and everything. So I've been working that and I finally got on board because, because I also am a content creator, obviously. And I also do the podcast. I don't make money from the podcast right now. I know it'll happen eventually. And I'm very excited for that, obviously. But I do this mainly to connect with everybody and because I enjoy doing it and just to build a community and like share my own thoughts and hopefully help someone. That's literally what all this is about for me. And I know that I can make content creating and everything my full-time job. And I've seen money for sure come from it, but it isn't consistent enough for me to fully step away from my nine to five, at least at the moment without having a manager, without having like the other things, everything costs money. Right? So I just have debt. I have my own stuff like from college, all, all these things of my own. And this isn't to, 
uh, make anyone feel bad for me at all. I'm just sharing my experience and my situation right now just because I know someone can relate. I know there's not people out there that have their own debt and you're probably so stressed about money. So I want you to just take everything that I'm saying about myself and be able to apply it to you is my point of this. But so basically though, I finally got on board with myself recently where I was kind of like, listen, it doesn't matter if you're anxious about going to work or if you actually want to be there, even if it is bad for your mental health, like we'll do what we have to do to make the money we have to make to put ourselves in a situation where we feel better. Just because having that financial security is a lot of stress relief, especially from somebody who did not come from a lot of money. Hi, me. Also someone who never really was able to rely on their parents for money. So I became extremely used to making my own money. Even when I was like 15 years old, like I, that was like what age I got my first job. I was 15. So since 15, so it's been over, I've been working for like 15 years, which is so crazy. What the hell? I've been working since I was 15 and I'm 26. I guess that's not, I'm really bad at math. So there you go. Um, 11 years actually, um, is how long I've been working, I guess. So anyways, 15 years. Oh my God. I'm telling you guys, I'm like so bad at math. It's actually laughable. It's, it's pretty bad, but I actually don't really care that much. But anyways, my point is I've had to work since I could remember pretty much because I never felt like I was in a position to just ask for money. I didn't have that. And I know a lot of people don't have that. So again, you know what I mean? But my whole point is working for me, there, there's a core thing to it where I have very strong work ethic and I will do whatever I have to do, even if it does affect my mental health poorly to make sure I have money to pay my bills. And it can be a scarcity mindset at times and it can be a negative mindset around finances. And I honestly have been doing a lot of growing and I understand that to attract money and to attract abundance, you have to be in an abundance mindset. You can't be sitting here scared to not work because honestly, a lot of times when I haven't been working, I'm still making money. Like I'm still able to pay my bills. Like things come in, like somehow everything works out. And I really think it all comes down to the way that you think about things. If you think like, I have to work, like I got to work really hard to make money. You don't have to work super hard to make money. Honestly, um, you don't. And so that's kind of why I know that. Okay. And so that's like my long-term goal. I know how easy it can be to make money with the things that I want to be doing and in a way where it actually fulfills me. So my whole point is, I think I kind of got away from that mindset a little bit when I was like, you know what? Well, I'm not really sure. And I'm a little stressed out and I'm just really kind of going through my own shit when it comes to finances. So how can we fix this? The only way really that I know how, like the only way is to go work my nine to five at what I went to school for, which is dental hygiene. And I'm a temp dental hygienist. So I just go to different offices around Austin, which has been what works best for me in that field. Um, but pretty much I started working again and I worked, this was like my first week back to work after like some time off. I don't even remember why, to be honest with you, but I, I think I had just inconsistent work schedule. Cause that's kind of how it works. Some weeks I'll work one day. Some days I'll work two. Some days I'll work three. Some days if I really want to, I could work four. That's not really what I want to be doing. I think that is pushing it a little bit these days for me, but it is good money and it's a way to pay my bills and it's a way to have stuff to pay off my debt, all those things, which over time does help my anxiety, but at the same time it adds to it. You know what I mean? So it's really like, it's a, it's a little bit of like a win lose situation. Um, but either way, I'm very grateful for it. But my point is I went back to work. I ended up working Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. I felt really weird, even the week leading up to this. And my point is with everything, I'm thinking that this had to do, like I've always struggled with stuff and like, I'm giving you a little bit of backstory into like my brain and how it works and everything. But I was on ADHD medication and I was also on birth control. I've been on birth control for years, but I took a break from it last year and I noticed an improvement in my mental health and I felt really good. So I wanted to just get off of it because I'm tracking it another way with my aura ring and natural cycles, which is FDA approved and extremely accurate if you're using it properly. So that's what I've been doing. And, um, when I got off at this time, I decided because I got off birth control a year ago and I felt good, I figured that it was going to be the same. I don't know what was going on with me, but let's just say I stopped taking birth control and ADHD medication at the exact same time before I got off both of these. And before I decided to get off both of these, I talked to my therapist and my psychiatrist 
and just wanted to cut because that was who prescribed me my ADHD medication was my psychiatrist because I asked to get on it. No one told me to get on it. Um, I wanted to just for time management purposes because I realized working from home and doing things myself at home can be more challenging to try to find organization and structure because now I'm creating a completely new routine and life outside of my nine to five, which I don't have to think at all about because it's made for me and I know it like the back of my hand. So going to my nine to five mindless, but it stresses me out and I don't want to be there where working at home, doing my own thing stresses me out because I literally have a hard time managing my own time and my schedule. And I just, you know what I mean? It's a whole freaking ball of freaking peanuts. Okay. That's not even a thing, but you know what I'm saying? It's a little messy. But so I decided to get off my ADHD medication because about a week before I decided, or even just like a month before I decided, I started having panic attacks in moments where I normally would get a little bit of anxiety, but it felt uncontrollable and it felt like a panic attack. At least I'm not sure what was going on, but, um, basically I noticed it start to happen more just in different settings. And I ended up going to the gym and I was during a workout, I had to set my dumbbells down because I felt like weird. And so I ended up sitting down and I just was kind of, something was happening. I don't know. It just felt like I was, I didn't have control of my anxiety the way that I once did. And I wasn't in control as much. And I felt like I never had this issue. I know for a fact, I never had this issue until I was taking ADHD medication. So I was on ADHD medication for a few months, like since February, I got off of it in July. So I stopped taking my ADHD medication to help with my anxiety and see if any of that goes away and just to feel normal again, because I started to feel really floaty on it. Guys, I don't know if you know, but I'm absolutely obsessed with meditating. And I know there's so many different ways of going about meditating these days. There's different apps. There's so many different things. And it can seem super freaking overwhelming, honestly. And for me, I'm going to tell you, I've tried tons of different apps. I've tried a lot of different things. I've tried ones on YouTube. It can be really hard to sit still. So if you're not somebody who likes just seated meditations or whatever it may be, or maybe you're just new to meditating, I have the perfect freaking thing for you. And I was so excited to have a little offer to give you guys. I am obsessed with Superhuman. That is the app that I choose to use for my meditating these days because I find that it's the best. It gives me the most versatile situation. So I'm able to use it not only sitting down, but if I don't have time to sit down, I can also do walking meditations. I can do running errands meditations, up the wall meditations. You can have your legs just up stretching. There's stretching meditations. There's a lot of pep talks on there for every certain situation. I'm all into all those things. There's also a cleaning meditation as well, travel meditations. I'm obsessed. They even have ones to listen to before you go on a first date or after like a family dinner, if it went bad, like they have everything you could possibly need. So I'm so excited to give you guys this offer. So I reached out to Superhuman because I really wanted to work with them and they are letting me offer you guys a 100% off a one month trial, also plus the two week free trial period. So by trying and signing up with my code, you get a six weeks free membership through them. So you're able, it gives you plenty of time to try it. If it's not something that you like, you can just cancel it. Simple as that. But I love how much time they're giving you guys to kind of try it out because I know for a fact that you're probably going to fall in love with it. And if you stick with it and stay consistent, I promise you, like even just a couple days a week and notice what it will do to your mental health. You will have a much more calm brain. You're going to feel way more connected to yourself. And it allows you to set intentions throughout your day that genuinely have changed my life, especially going to work at a job that isn't necessarily what I want to be doing with my life these days. It helps me to have a good mindset to go into whatever day, no matter what I'm doing. It helps me to stay focused, present, and just living in the moment, which I love. But so, like I said, it gives you six weeks to figure out if it is something that you want to stick with or not, and you will not get charged until after the six weeks is up. So let's say you started it and you want to cancel it literally the next day. You can cancel it the next day and you still will have six weeks to use it. And if it is something you decide that you want to do again, you could always, you know what I mean? Go back to it. But this way you have plenty of time to figure out if it's something that you want to do or not. The sign up with my code only works if you go through the website though. So I will have that linked below. You can't go through the app store or Google play or anything like that. In order to get this deal, you need to go to www.superhuman.app slash register, sign up with my code Michaela. That is M I C H A E L A. And I will have all that listed below, but please give it a try. I swear to God, you guys will love it so much. And I can tell you it has hundred percent changed my life for the better. And it's something that I incorporate in my every single day life where meditating always was something that was super hard for me to find time to do. Go and try superhuman and become literally a superhuman. I swear to God, I am a superhuman now because of this app. 
But so I started to feel super floaty on my ADHD medication where I was like there, but I wasn't there. Like I was kind of having a weird thing happening where I didn't really understand it. I didn't feel fully in my body the way that I was used to. So for me, um, no, I'm good. That's kind of where I was at. And I was like, I want to get off of it and just see how I'm feeling, whatever. So talk to my therapist and my psychiatrist. And they're like, yeah, no problem. Like they didn't tell me I had to like stop taking it in a certain way. So I was taking methylphenidate just so if in case anyone also has ADHD and can like relate to this methylphenidate, which is the generic form of Ritalin 10 milligrams twice a day. So I would take it with my breakfast. I would take it with lunch and I didn't like stop taking like one, I should have maybe like went from taking both to taking one and then dropping off. But I didn't realize that there would be an issue and no one informed me that there could be because it is short acting. So with the kind that I was on, it wasn't something that like was in your system really. Apparently it's out within a few hours, but I don't really believe it. I don't really quite believe it because there was obviously something happening with me, but I don't know. I just think that it had to do with both of these things that I'm explaining. But so I got off the ADHD medication because of all these reasons. And I also decided to get off my birth control at the same time. Cause that's something that I was deciding. My aura ring was coming in the mail, like right at the exact same time. So I was like, okay, I had to wait to start tracking with natural cycles in my aura ring until I was done with birth control. So I was done with birth control. I completely finished one whole pack. That's all I did. I also wasn't informed of like getting off birth control a certain way either. I talked to my gynecologist about that like a month before and she was like, yeah, no problem. Like go for it. So no one really told me how to do it a certain way. So my whole point is I did it the way that I thought was right because that's all I was told. So I don't know if there is a right, like a better way of like getting off these things. I've found from the internet that like there could have been. And if I could go back and change it, I probably would have taken like maybe five milligrams of ADHD medication for a few days and then like went to none as opposed to going from everything to, I don't know if it even matters with it being short acting, but because of what happened to me, which we're going to get into here in just a moment. That is why I was like, I don't know what's going on. So I stopped taking both of those at the same time. Okay. After me having like a slight, like panic attack, stressful situation at the gym out of nowhere, which I've never in my life had, even if I was anxious at the gym, which is a very pretty normal thing for me. And, but like I've, I've grown past that. So it was just really confusing and, um, birth control as well. So right after I stopped taking those, I, it was like maybe a couple days where I like felt okay. And then going back to work that next week. Okay. Cause it was this next, like from, I stopped taking it on Friday, both of those. I'm pretty sure it was Friday. No, I stopped taking my ADHD medication on Wednesday that week because I was at work and I felt super weird. Cause I worked dental hygiene, I think one day that week. And I was like, I feel so strange. Like, I just feel like I need to stop taking this. So I stopped on Wednesday with my ADHD medication and then I stopped with my birth control on Friday and that weekend I felt okay going back to work the next week. That's the week that I worked three days a week or three days that week. So I worked Monday and I felt weird. Like I just felt weird. I felt, I don't even know how to explain it. I was at work and I was trying my absolute best to do my best. I really, really, really was. But during doctor exams, I literally kept feeling like I was going to fall down. And I was just like holding on to something because there was just something going on internally in my body that made me feel like something was off. I did not feel normal. I did not feel right. I almost didn't feel like I should be working, but I also was like doing just fine. Um, a weird like sense of being in my own body came over me and like, I don't even know if I'm explaining this properly, but instead of being in my body and feeling like I'm here right in front of you, talking to you, I felt like there was a little bit of a fuzziness that made me feel far away almost. So I felt like I was in that room, but I didn't feel like I was actually like, it didn't feel normal. I don't know how to explain it. It didn't feel normal. There was a little bit of a fuzziness. So instead of me feeling super clear, like the way I could explain it, it's like there's clear and then there's Claritin clear. I felt like I was in like the, before you have Claritin clear moment where I was in that room and I was in control and I was doing everything that I should be doing, but I just felt like it was something about it was weird and it like looked fuzzy. It didn't look the way that it normally did. And it was making me feel like unsafe almost and just stressed out and just nervous and which valid because like, I felt like that for that day. And I kind of was just like bl blowing it off. I was like, I don't know what's going on with me, but like something's happening. Luckily that day for me, my patients ended up canceling. There was like two cancellations. So I got to leave like three hours early, which was so relieving in that moment because I was like, I'm trying my absolute best right now to do my job, to feel good, to get this done. And 
I, I just felt like I needed to go. So it really worked out. I'm like, thank you, God. I feel like you're really watching over out. You're watching over me that day. But next day, Tuesday, I go to work and <clears throat> I'm having that feeling again where I literally before I even went to work, I was like, I don't know how I'm going to do this today. Like, I just didn't feel like I could do it. And I never feel like that. Even on days where I don't want to go to work, even when I'm anxious, I never feel like, oh, I have no clue how I'm going to get through the day. Like, no, I always feel like I at least have control over what's going on. I always feel like I'm at least in my body and like, you know what I mean? Things are okay. No, I just felt weird. So I felt that way before I went to work, even driving felt weird. I would put my hand out in front of my face and it like, just, I don't know. This probably sounds insane, but I just felt weird as hell. Like I would put my hand out in front of my face just because like my vision seemed a little strange and I have 2010 vision, which is perfect vision. So very alarming to be put in a situation where I'm like, what is happening right now? So honestly, it was just really scary overall because this lasted for like a minute, like way longer than I wish that it did, which I'll explain. But I get to work that day and I just feel weird. I feel like I'm not fully there. I'm trying my very best to like relax because I feel so like on edge because of how like everything's seeming like and it feels like something's off within me but I didn't know what it was at the time and I still really don't fully understand what happened but I'm thinking it had to do with possibly getting off both of those I'm thinking but I was trying to get through the work day and was doing okay but like even being in people's mouths just felt weird I didn't feel fully in my body and even having anxiety it felt like that anxiety lasted all day and it was like overwhelming like I and I and it wasn't just anxiety it was also my vision and everything so I'm like what is happening so um I had a new patient I had to take a pan on him and during me taking an x-ray on a patient I just felt like I was freaking out because I just didn't feel good. So I had a bad couple days of work pretty much, just feeling very not myself. And I made it through that day somehow, literally somehow, thank God. But the next day, I went to work Wednesday, which was the third day of the week. And keep in mind, I normally only work like one day a week, if that, one to two with how my schedule was like a couple weeks before this. So it kind of was going from like not much to a lot. But again, I was fully on board of doing this. I was like, I need to pay my bills. Like, this is how I'm going to do it. Like, I'm going to work. I'm cool to do it. Like, I was fully on board for that. Like, I was totally on board. But Wednesday, I get to work. I'm feeling weird as hell. Okay. And I've been to all of these offices. Like, it's not just nerves. Like, I'm not, I am a temp and I've been a temp for like a year and a half, two years ish. Like, I'm used to going to a new office. Like, I really don't care about like putting myself in that situation each day. I know I'm a great hygienist. I know I can connect with patients. That's not what this was about. I'm, that's why I'm like, something was so strange about all of it, like all these things. So I get to that office that I've been to before. And during the morning huddle that we had, I was just like, again, not feeling normal. And this was feeling like very uncontrollable. Like I felt like I could possibly fall down. So I caught myself like holding on or I caught myself like doing this with not actually like falling, but holding on to like the desk in my room while during it. And I was like, I just feel like I can't sit still. Like I feel like I like something is happening basically with me. So I like was fine for the morning huddle, but like I could just feel like my body was freaking out. And I was like, what the hell? Like, this is so not normal for me. And I don't drink coffee regularly or anything like that. I don't even do anything crazy before I go to work. Like I, my freaking blood pressure and my heart rate are normally very low in the morning. Like, even though it's a place I don't want to be, I'm very chilled out and very at ease normally. So all of it was weird. I don't know, but I, uh, was having that issue. And before my first patient, I took my blood pressure because I was like, you know what? I haven't taken my blood pressure since I have, um, like gotten off anything. Like I haven't checked it, even though I've been in offices and I don't have a blood pressure cuff at home. I normally don't check it regularly because I have normal blood pressure and I always have always have. I've never felt weird. The type of weird I was feeling was feeling like a medical emergency almost like feeling like something bad was happening. Like something was very seriously wrong with me. It wasn't just anxiety. I'm very used to that. So, uh, I take my blood pressure and it was like 161 over 111. And then I took it again and it was like 170 something over like one, like 11 again. Like it was like very high. I took it four times and it was extremely high all of those times, like right around that. And for me, somebody who's healthy and my blood pressure is 120 over 80. Um, 
or even lower. Like I took it this morning and it was like literally a hundred over 60. So my point is normally it's really low for it to be 160 over 111 is alarming. Like your lower number should not be around 110. Like that was very scary for me. So that's like a bad situation. So I checked it four times and I told the doctor because my first patient ended up canceling, which honestly, again, thank God. It's like he knew I needed to get out of there like immediately. Everything was kind of lining up for me to do so. I'm not the type of person to leave work. If I, I I never am the type of person to leave work. I've never done this in my entire life, actually. But with this happening, I felt like something was medically wrong with me. And I went back to him and I said, hey, I am so sorry. But like, I'm freaking out a little bit because I haven't been feeling good for like at least a few days. And I haven't taken my blood pressure at all because I don't have a cuff. But my blood pressure is extremely high. And I feel like something's really wrong with me. And I don't feel comfortable seeing patients right now. And I don't think it's something that I should be doing. And I was like, I'm so sorry to like come here and have to like even do this, but I feel like I need to leave. I can go to the ER. And he was like, well, why don't you sit here and uh, I'll reevaluate you after this patient that he had. I'm like, okay, what? Like, no. And like, I don't know if he thought I was going to change my mind or if he thought I was just freaking out, but I'm like, no, this is an actual issue, bro. Like, I'm not just freaking out. I would never do that. So I sat there and then I was like, hey, I got to leave. And he's like, all right. And he's like, well, I understand. Like, let me know how things are going with you. And I was like, okay. And I went to the ER like five minutes down the road and checked myself in, LOL. And I just felt weird as hell. Even to drive there, I was nervous to drive there a little bit because I just, that feeling wasn't leaving. I felt like it was like a feeling of doom almost. And it wasn't like a panic attack. I've had one of those. Everything, it was like a feeling that lasted for such a long time. And so I finally got to the ER. They were doing tests on me. They checked my blood pressure and they saw how high it was. And they're like, what? Like I could tell they were scared by the way that they like reacted to my blood pressure. It was also, I want to say like 160 over 111 when I got there and they were like, are you like, okay. (laughs) And I was like, I think I don't really know. I was like, I don't know what's going on. So I think they took it a second time and it was a little bit higher. And so they ended up doing an EKG on me, which came back normal. They checked for a blood clot because I got birth control, which came back normal. They took a chest x-ray, which came back normal and they ran blood work and they checked everything and I believe it came back normal. I was waiting for my thyroid test results just because my dad has hyper, my dad has hypo thyroidism. My mom has hyper, which I know can cause issues. So to be honest, they told me they would call me to let me know if like something was wrong and I didn't receive a phone call and I think there might be a way for me to log onto the portal, but I'm sure everything's normal if they haven't like tried to contact me again. So I'm thinking everything's probably okay with my thyroid test and everything, which thank God, again, I'm so happy to hear that everything is coming back normal, but like something was extremely wrong with me and like they could see it. It was almost impossible for me to relax in that emergency room. Like I literally was so stressed out and I realized even up before that I've been feeling so stressed and it almost didn't make sense because like, yeah, I have things to be stressed about. And again, it probably does make sense a little bit with my stress, but like it almost didn't make sense because I've been stressed about all these things for a long time. And I was just kind of like, I shouldn't be this stressed out. Like, even though I am dealing with these things, like, I don't know why I'm this stressed and yeah, I don't know what's going on. But my therapist was like, yeah, that kind of seems like it could be an underlying issue. So did the doctor that I saw that day. She was like, it seems like it could be like something different. Like that's medical under there. Like I would like to see your hormones get checked. And she's like your cortisol and everything. And I was like, yeah, I would love to get that done. So what we currently kind of wrapped it up to, they don't know. Inconclusive. So it could be honestly from me getting off my ADHD medication and my birth control. I think my hormones might've been like, what the hell? And then also I think just the extreme amount of stress that I was putting myself under and not really being super mindful of myself possibly and how I'm feeling. I think just like more self-care has been needed. I think like prioritizing eight hours of sleep, not making myself get up and work out if I'm not actually like rested well, like making sure I'm just like fueling my body with good food. Like I've just been stressed about money, my job, my life, like a million different things. You know what I mean? So little things that don't even seem like they're that big of a deal to me. My whole point is the things that don't seem like that or that big of a deal can actually be causing you so much stress. And even if you don't realize that you're stressed, check in with yourself and find ways to like give yourself an outlet because if you're not giving yourself an outlet, it can catch up to you in a way like that 
possibly. And I don't, I don't necessarily like want to like say that was all from stress. Cause I really don't think that it was. I really think it had to do with my ADHD medication and my birth control. But my point is try to check in with your body pretty regularly and see how you're feeling. Because if you're feeling off, even in the slightest, you don't need to push it. Like you deserve rest. You deserve to take a minute because even if you're like, oh my God, why have these goals? And I want to go work out. Okay. Well, if you want to go do those things, I fully understand it. And I'm the exact same way. But if you can tell that something doesn't feel good in your body, I highly doubt you're going to have a good workout anyways. And by going and having a not so good workout, is it really even worth it? Is it even effective? I don't know if it is. Um, So that's kind of where I'm at. I think that like by giving your body the proper rest that it needs and listening to your body and what it wants, I think that your body like almost, you just see it in your body. It kind of illustrates itself where if you give yourself the rest, you start to notice results in your body more versus pushing yourself all the time. You might not notice results because you're so inflamed from like all the inflammation and who knows, who knows, but you understand what I'm saying. So after that, I did talk to her, like I said, and she was a functional medicine doctor too, which I really enjoyed. And she did give me her email. So I honestly probably will email her because she was the one that mentioned like getting my hormones checked, which I'm going to do. And also, um, I just kind of want to get everything checked to be honest, but I know how much money it can be. Like I want to get my gut checked. I want to get everything checked because you can be dealing with issues and be calling it anxiety because you don't know what it is, but you could genuinely be dealing with internal stuff. So I don't know. There was definitely something that was going on. But after all of this happened, I like came home, tried to rest. Cause that happened last, not last Wednesday, but the Wednesday before. So it happened the Wednesday that I worked in this little timeline of things. So just think on that Saturday. So a few days later, I had to go on a trip to Denver for my best friend's birthday with, it was a girl's trip with all my friends. So I wanted to go so bad and I did go, but I was so scared and I felt so incredibly weird and not myself at the time that I seriously was like, I don't even know if I should go on this trip. I don't know what I should do. Like, I don't know if it's worth it. I'm honestly really scared to even go. And I'm somebody who like loves going on, like I love going on trips. I love traveling. I love being in the airport. I honestly am good at solo traveling, all the things. So for me to be having a hard time doing those things and everything in general, every single thing in my life felt hard at the moment, like in that moment with whatever little um, fogginess was over me. Like I felt like I was constantly floating. I felt like I didn't actually have control of my body. I felt like I was just moving. It was so weird. And so I went on this trip and like, it was hard for me in the airport. It was hard for me drinking. Um, at first it was hard for me going to restaurants and just like doing things, going to a concert we went to. I started to feel better like the last two days of the trip, but I still was struggling with feeling weird. And like, I wasn't able to drink like normal. And I forgot to mention, they did prescribe me propanolol at the ER. So I was taking propanolol every day, at least once a day before my trip, you can take it one to two times a day or as needed. And I only took it like during my trip, to be honest. And I took it the day after I got back from my trip, but I felt so good that morning that I almost didn't want to take it. Cause I finally felt like, damn, like I feel good again. Like I'm really confused, but I feel really good right now. And I took propanolol anyways, cause I was seeing someone that day and I was like, I really just don't want to risk it. And you know what I mean? have like a stressful time when I'm hanging out with them. But the next day, so it was Saturday and Sunday after my trip, I didn't take propanolol and I haven't taken it since. And I felt totally normal and totally myself. And there's moments where I do have anxiety. That's a little bit more crippling, but I think that is more so from things I'm growing through and going through in my life at the moment. I don't know. I'm kind of trying to figure it all out, but I'm kind of just talking about like doing certain things can make me a little bit more anxious. Um, but in an everyday, how am I feeling situation? I feel really freaking good right now. So I'm very grateful for that, but it's been really confusing and it's been really weird. So I haven't felt up to doing pretty much anything that I normally would do like meal prepping, like all of it was just like harder for me. I couldn't really do the things that I was so used to doing, like recording my podcast. I was like, I need to take a couple like weeks off until I get back because I almost recorded before I went on my trip to Denver, which would have been two days after I went to the ER. And I was like, Michaela, this entire podcast is about the importance of taking a break and knowing when to slow down. So if you really do it right now, it's kind of going against what you're going to be talking about. So I figured I would take my own advice, take the time off that I needed to just refuel, recharge myself and check in. And that's what I did. And I'm glad that I did it. 
But just now, it was so freaking stressful. Even being on the girls' trip, I wish I didn't feel the way that I did when I was there because I felt like I wasn't even able to, like, fully, like, do the things I, or just engage the way I normally would have. Like, I was still there and, like, having fun and, like, talking to everyone and everything. But it just was different because I was feeling, like, drunk without feeling drunk is, like, how you, I, how I would describe it. I felt like I was drunk, like, slightly tipsy all the time. So you can imagine how scary that could be working as a hygienist, trying to clean teeth. And it wasn't even like super extreme. Like I was able to fully do my job effectively, but it was before I knew that I was still doing it. So I'm a little scarred to be honest, trying to go back to work after that happened, but we're doing that next week. I have three days that I have scheduled to work. So we're just going to do what we can to like put my mind in the best state possible to look forward to it. Cause I am very grateful to do it. I'm just so scared after feeling so weird that I'm afraid of like pushing myself too far in any way. And then like backtracking, if that makes sense. So I don't know. It's just, it's been a lot. And then even going to the gym after what happened, um, I went back since and like, I'm just like extremely anxious, even just walking into the gym after knowing that like my body kind of shut down in there the one day. I don't know. I think it's, there's just so many things that I'm dealing with, honestly, but I think that the whole drunk feeling while I'm not drunk, that whole like weird floaty feeling, I think that had to do with my birth control and getting off birth control possibly. So send prayers for me and hopefully this just subsides and everything just stays good because that's all I want. And I'm going to get my hormone levels checked. I'm going to get my like stress levels checked and everything, but your health is so important and it's not to be, it's not to be like taken lightly like at all because I always always have been so grateful for my health I'm so grateful for my vision I'm so grateful for the fact that I can smell the fact that I can taste food like the littlest of things I'm extremely grateful for and so to see something that doesn't really make sense like me someone who is pretty like I'm very healthy I'm very active not feel healthy or good it was like the scariest thing in the world. Like, honestly, just to be feeling like that, like that stressed me out alone, just going through all that and feeling so out of control and feeling so confused and feeling like no one understood because it's how, how could anyone understand? You guys probably don't even like fully understand after listening to this entire episode. I don't expect anybody to, but it felt so weird and I just didn't like it. And at one point I was really scared that I was like stuck in like a weird, um, like because of the floaty feeling I was having all the time and it lasted four days. Like it lasted at least a week, at least a week. Can you imagine how scary that is? So yeah, basically that lasting for as long as it did, I was like, Oh my God, like, you know me, I started Googling and I was just kind of wondering and it came up like depersonalization and someone on TikTok was like, yeah, I have that. And I'm like, Oh my gosh, I cannot have this. And I was like freaking out about it. But I feel so happy to be back in my own skin. Okay. And just to feel totally here, feel totally good and feel in control of my day and my life because I wasn't feeling that way a couple weeks ago. So this, my friends is the importance of taking a break and checking in with yourself each and every day, prioritizing self-care, prioritizing, just getting your feelings and your thoughts out. Also, it's just something I do all the time. Like I always strive to do that, but the littlest of things are so important now because of what, how badly I saw things could get, even if it is just from my birth control, my ADHD, it's so important to prioritizing, just like de-stressing. So like, please prioritize that this week. Like always, always prioritize self-care. You never want to end up in a place that like your thoughts, emotions, feelings, stress, anxiety could put you in the hospital. And I don't even know if that's what happened to me. I'm thinking again, it is from my ADHD meds and my birth control thing, but who knows? Like, I think some of it could have been from stress and anxiety. I don't know, but it was a mix of like a million things and I'm never going to take my health for granted again. And even like going on walks around my neighborhood felt weird. Like I eat before I went on my trip, it genuinely felt hard to do the walk that I do every single day, twice a day with my dog just walking outside. I felt like everything made me lightheaded. I felt extra dizzy and I hated it. I absolutely, absolutely hated that entire experience, but I'm guess, I guess maybe if this can relate to anybody and make anyone feel less alone, maybe someone here listening has been through something similar. It was not for nothing. I know it all happened for a reason, but yikes, big fat yikes. How I feel about that. So getting off birth control, always check with your gynecologist. I did, but like, just ask if there's like the best way of getting off of it. That isn't going to like mess with you a ton. And there's videos on TikTok. A lot of people share their journey, getting off birth control, ADHD, same thing. You could always ask someone if there's a good way of getting off of it, but 
listen to your body, do what's best for you and always prioritize your health and how you're feeling. Cause it's never worth pushing it too much. And it's never worth like ignoring your own thoughts, feelings, and emotions for a long period of time because it will and can't catch up to you. As some of you know, my dog also had emergency surgery a few weeks before like this all happened to me. And whenever I was talking to people, they're like, yeah, well that just happened. Like you're probably going through a lot, but it's just crazy. Cause like your body can feel numb to all those things. Like I felt kind of like numb and I didn't even know it was happening because so much was happening at once. You know what I mean? It's, it's pretty overwhelming to grow up and be an adult. And it's pretty overwhelming to have to understand that like no one's coming to do it for you, that you were fully in control and capable of your success and your failure. So you have to step up and do it for yourself. And that thought itself can really like stress you out. You know, if you're used to just not having to care about things as much, like there's so much for me to figure out in my life at the moment. And I, there's so much that I've been having to figure out for quite some time. And I kind of wish that I was figuring out more than I figured out. Like, I wish that it was all coming together a little bit more easy and I knew exactly what to do, but I know that I'm exactly where I'm meant to be. It's all coming together in divine timing. Okay. So I love you guys. I hope that this episode wasn't super confusing. Hopefully you followed my storytelling because I'm sure it was a little bit all over the place, but I hope that this helps to make somebody just kind of check in with themselves a little bit more and just understand the importance of your health and your own wellness and your nervous system and all of the things because anxiety, it can, your mind can play tricks on you. So you really have to be doing what you can to check in with your body each and every day and reminding yourself that you can do all those things that your mind tells you that you can't do. Because if you fall victim to your negative thought patterns and you allow them to take over and they just feed on each other, it's going to be really hard to pull yourself out of that. So just know that I love you so much and you can do all the things that your mind says that you can't do. And it is only up from here. Okay. I love you guys so much. Mental health tip of the week. I know I mentioned to go see the Barbie movie like a couple weeks ago and I have not seen it just because of everything that happened. But I think that's what I'm going to do this weekend. I'm going to go take myself and my inner child, to be honest. I feel like it's going to be such like a therapeutic experience to go see the Barbie movie. So I urge you to go see the Barbie movie. And if you don't want to see that, maybe go see Oppenheimer or whatever. I did just see Insidious 2 this past weekend. It was pretty good, but it wasn't as scary as I would have expected. But anyways... Go take yourself to the movies or take yourself on a date in some way. It could even be just going to a park and like having a meal. It can be a take home, like a night to yourself, even if you don't feel comfortable like going out and doing something like that yet. If you just want to like get your favorite takeout and like watch a movie at home, spend some time with yourself and also your inner child. Do something that your inner child wants to do. I love you so much and I will see you next Monday. <laughs>